This is the CX Insights Rockstars Podcast. And this is your host, Dr. Frank Buckler, founder and CEO of CXAI. Let's rock this show. Welcome to another episode of CX Inside Rockstars. Today with a topic, the right tool multiplied by the right story equals Big Bang for Inside Leaders by Sebastian Cyberek. Let me introduce uh, Sebastian real quick. He's the head of customer insight at Deutsche Bahn. And this is a company with 322,000 employees. And as such, he knows a bit uh, about how to convince leadership and uh, other stakeholders within the big enterprise. So that's why I'm pretty honored he joins us today. He has actually over 20 years of experience and insights, and he's even a podcast host and a trainer himself. So welcome, Sebastian. Thank you for having me, Frank. It's a, it's a real pleasure for me to be on another podcast here, um, especially on a, an international one. Yeah, um, just, <laughs> just a few words about me. So my name is Sebastian. I'm 44 years old. I'm, um, yeah, the father of, of one son. And um, I'm also a semi-professional chess player. So I, I, I love analytics stuff also um, in, in my private life. But um, yeah, I'm really, really in love with market research and, and analyzing data for 20 years now, as you said. And um, yeah, I tried different roles during my career, um, being on the, the company side on the one hand, being a freelancer on the other hand, also at, at agencies like Ipsos at the beginning of my career. And recently, so beginning of 2020, I started um, a German-speaking podcast together with, with Lukas. He's a startup entrepreneur from Germany. And yeah, our podcast is called CX Einfach Machen, which means uh, simply doing customer experience. Yeah, and um, yeah, we also have a lot of guests, uh, mainly from, from the, the German-speaking CX scene and um, talking about research and CX and UX and all these uh, interesting things. Wow. So how come that you do this? And I think you also do some seminars. Don't you have enough to do in your job? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think I, I'm the kind of, of person always um, curious and um, looking what's, uh, yeah, behind the next wall, so to say. I, I have a lot of interesting things at Deutsche Bahn, of course, but um, yeah, I'm always interested in expanding my, my mindset and um, yeah, talking to new people, to interesting people and also trying new things. And the podcast is is not for um, making money with it. it. It's just for fun. Um, it's not uh, something that takes a lot of time um, from from my business life. It's uh, one or two hours every, let's say, month or so. But yeah, it's really a lot of fun, and um, it's really enrich enriching my my business uh, life. Um, yeah, that's why I'm doing that. So the, the audience in Europe may know Deutsche Bahn, but maybe not abroad, although it's a super big company. So tell us a bit about the Deutsche Bahn. Yes, yeah, simply spoken, it's the big uh, railway company in Germany. So um, it was formerly uh, 
owned by by the state and now there's still a share of the german state but yeah we're doing all the the railway stuff in in germany um on the one hand the, the high speed trains connecting all the big cities in germany but also the the decentralized um network of regional trains in in every area of germany yeah and um my uh, domain is doing customer insights especially in, in one area um, it's the area of uh, ticket sales ticket sales is in, in deutsche bahn it's um yeah it's 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 the area where um technology is connected to people um why they buy tickets while they are searching for for connections and so on so mainly including the website the main website of of deutsche bahn span.de um db navigator which is our main mobile phone app uh also the the ticket shops in the stations and the ticket machines on um, yeah as you might imagine there's a lot of things to research around the customer journey yeah and maybe one other thing um we will talk about later is i founded a customer research community it's called db kundenblick which means something like db customer perspective and it's a long term focused research community of almost 4000 deutsche bahn customers yeah let's, let's uh, dive into this a bit when when i yeah. uh, invited you to the podcast i asked you hey, sebastian what's the winning formula for inside leaders and you came up with hey it's the right tool multiply the right story so let's elaborate a bit what what's uh, what's this, this formula about what's your what's your message um, yeah, my my message, as as you said, I would say in the middle, it's it's really multiplied by because you need both sides. Uh, no one of 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 the sides can be zero, so it doesn't work if if one of the sides is is zero. So you really need a state of the art tools for research and for customer feedback on the one hand, but that's not all. You still have to to bring the the messages to to the management and to relevant people so you also have to to tell a good story and if you um, manage both together that's uh, i called it the big bang so i i think that's the 2021 research um, success formula for for an insights manager within a company yeah so it's first off i totally agree to that because uh <laughs> Uh, I always say to people who are in favor of storytelling, be aware if you if you don't have the right insight, storytelling is actually lying. Very hard. Yeah, or lie. <laughs> you can you can come up with a great story, which is basically a lie, if yeah. you have, don't have the right insight. So that's why I really love your your formula. But let's let's get more specific. First of what are the right tools? I would not say there is a, a one-fits-it-all tool, but I would talk a little bit more about my situation at Deutsche Bahn, where we have lots of different stakeholders from different areas, lots of different topics uh, to be researched, but all of them are connected to a customer journey of a private passenger um, that means it's really about from A to B, from from your home to to your um yeah to your target also um 
and that means first you you um, you are looking for the optimal um, kind of connection, maybe by your phone or website. Um, then you buy a ticket. You um, come to the station either by by your private car or by taxi or by bus or or whatever, also bike, and then you have uh, the situation at the station it, itself. Then you have uh, maybe a high-speed train you're joining and uh, another connection to the regional train until you reach your target in, in the end. Yeah, and that's uh, a lot of different steps that we can manage well as Deutsche Bahn or not well. And uh, we can only do that, in my opinion, if we really know the customer needs at every step of the customer journey. And uh, yeah, to, to do that effectively and efficiently, uh, we really need a tool that, that works well and that is able to address questions from our stakeholders internally um, very quickly and directly. And that's why we founded this customer community two years ago because we have uh, respondents standby for both kind of research, so quantitative research on the one hand, but also qualitative and UX research on the other hand. And if our management wants to know something uh, very quickly, let's say over the weekend or until in two weeks, um, we can address the questions really quickly within the community and get the answers really, really fast. And that's um, the tool that we use very successfully since two years. We did almost 200 research projects since then. Also a lot of DIY research. Almost every project was, was DIY. In my opinion, that's also um, a success factor when uh, addressing the management because that is the yeah, the most direct way between the research itself and the stakeholder or the management. So that's why normally I hire people who are really experienced in research and can do that themselves so that we don't uh, need so many agencies in between. So what what are you outsourcing? What are you doing yourself? What was the criteria for that? Yeah, let me... Talk about the distribution first. I would say it's it's only ten to twenty percent that we are currently outsourcing. It's normally uh, either if our resources are running low, that that can be the case if there are a lot of requests from from internal, or if it's really complex stuff like let's say uh, pricing strategy review with a conjoint study or something like that, where we really need a specialized, a very specialized agency to do that. That is the stuff that we almost every time we are outsourcing it. Maybe we still use people from the community as respondents, but um, especially for the designing of the research and for, um, yeah, for all the analysis parts we, we use external agencies so what exactly is the piece which becomes better when doing it yourself on the one hand it it gets faster normally because it's uh, yeah it's door to door mm -hmm. uh, even uh, in covid times still um but um yeah you are also closer and more 
there's a direct line to to your internal requester and you can really read his mind what he wants there's no agency or other person in between you can see what is on his mind what are his agenda points what should the answer that we we get from the research look like especially in terms of what kind of 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 slides or of chart report very short um, and to the point or yeah with more details that can really depend on the type of the stakeholder and also on the specific situation and you you can really read this much better if you you do diy from my point of view so basically the interpretation as well as the customization of insights towards the stakeholders needs to be done and it's basically best done by internal people that's what you're saying yeah exactly so diy research often is is the shortest line between the internal client or, or stakeholder and the research itself so then the the right tool is a, is a one part which is i understood correctly a certain mix of tools but uh also having diy and having uh having a um a customer community by the way what what's the difference between is it the community or is it the customer panel yeah, i would say uh 20 years ago or 10 years ago everybody would call it would have called it a panel but uh for us it's still a panel but it's enriched by community elements so we we have uh, regular communication uh, with with people within the community. Um, we send out newsletters with results from our studies, and we we really try to engage them. And and that is from my point of view much more than a traditional panel is doing. So I would really call it community. But yeah, <laughs> you can call it like you want. Yeah. <laughs> So the, the other part of the formula is the right story. So what's what's the big points in that? I think to to be able to to tell the right story, it's really the key point to develop empathy um, with regards to to your target person internally or to, to your stakeholder mm-hmm. and really see what is, is is helping him or her the most. Um, what is on his internal agenda? Uh, because often it's it's really um, that there is not one truth in the insights. You can tell it one way or another way. You can focus on this point or that point, and you can um, really do that only from from my point of view. If you um, in the first step you you develop empathy and read his mind, yeah, also maybe talk to him at a coffee or interview him what would help him the most and then you can use that as as the base to develop your story there are also some some technical points i'm um, using uh, especially when when presenting to management so like um always starting not with the details uh, for example not with methodology details but but really with the key insights like three or four or five bullet points on one page and in a bigger font 
but um, yeah, not not with um, fifty slides uh, followed in the end by by a summary. I normally I really do that the other way around. It makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> and basically, right story means for you that you can only draft a good story if you did qualitative research in a sense that really you understood empathy uh, the empathy with empathy the customers and you have these his language and his examples uh, which then builds up as a, as bricks for the story is this um, what you're saying yeah it's it's similar to to what we have in, in design thinking yeah I mean, empathy is really the, the key element of, of design thinking processes. And um, from my point of view, also a good story can, can only start if, if I really get the feeling for my internal um, client or customer. And then I, only then I'm able to, to develop a story that, that really fits his or her um, needs. Um, so that's the starting point for me. How, how do you overcome the typical biases you have in qualitative research? I mean, uh, I, div I uh, experienced it by myself by interviewing people after three interviews. I have a solid opinion of how the world looks like, right? And in the other interviews I just used to validate this uh, theory. That's a, that's a typical yeah, that's the uh, confirmation bias. How do you bias. overcome that? Yeah, yeah, the first step is to to uh, make yourself aware of of this confirmation bias. <laughs> that's the same for me. Yeah, you, you you start with nothing, and very quickly you develop your own hypothesis, and then <laughs> you are paying more attention to to things supporting that than to other things not supporting it, but it really helps to, to um, make yourself aware of this bias. Um, and normally I really write that down and um, yeah, remind myself of, of not falling into this trap. So let's let's summarize your, your uh, point and let me ask you basically as a whole summary, how are insight leaders getting Uh, leadership buy-in. What's what's the most effective way, uh, and and uh, what's your recommendation? My my main recommendation is that um, one person from the management is not like the other. They they are not uh, all the same, <laughs> um, and it really helps before a research project or an insights project to. Um, to discover what are their expectations also in terms of uh, the format of the results and what really helps them with their decisions. And um, that you, you really um, should, should do um, a kind of qualitative research with this target person, him or herself. And um, I think that's, yeah, that's the best um trick to get the buy-in from the very beginning and then you on the one hand you you all um you, you are already in a dialogue with this person but but uh, of course you can also um allocate your findings to to the pattern to the mindset pattern of this specific person that you figured out during this so to say qualitative starting research with a person that's uh, that's 
That's a good point. Leadership buying starts with leadership empathy, right? Exactly. <laughs> but that is it in a one sentence. Cool. So we, we are we are close to the end of the the podcast. Let me ask you this question. If you would be the host, uh, which question did I forgot? Which question would you've asked yourself? Uh, yeah, we, we talked about um, management buy-in, but normally, uh, at least uh, for many of my projects, um, you have two parties, at least two parties on the table. Uh, it's management or high-level people on the one hand. On the other, on the other hand, um, people re really working with the insights um, and also with really nitty-gritty detailed questions like... Uh, UX designers or so and I would have asked myself then um, uh, how how do you manage it to, to get both parties on the table and my answer would be that in this case normally I do two different versions of a presentation or of a document and um, the things I, I told about the structure, like like starting with the key insights and then breaking it down from the three, four, five key insights to all the other details, um, I normally do in the management version. And on the other hand, of course, um, uh, I do a longer version um, starting the other way around and um, with a lot of more details and explanations of methodology for for people working operationally with results. For example, in my case, um, it's often UX designers I'm, I'm working with. Love it. Love it. It's a practical closing of, of the episode. Thank you so much, Sebastian, for being with us today. All the pleasure. <laughs> Hope you're listening to my podcast as well. And at what, least what's for, the URL? We put it in the description. Yeah, it's uh, CX einfach machen, one word, uh, dot de. Wonderful. See you then. Okay. Good luck with bye -bye. Uh, your podcast in the future. Bye bye, Frank. Thanks. This was an episode of CX Insights Rockstars. Join the CX Insights Rockstars on LinkedIn and keep on rocking CX Insights.